blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today, we've got a couple of capable culprits to conquer our quizzical quest. In one corner, day after day alone on a hill, the man with the foolish grin is keeping perfectly still, but nobody wants to know him. They can see that he's just a fool, and he never gives an answer because he's Will, the fool on the hill, Dennison. I hey, like Will. that. There How are you? Go. Doing very good. A little Beatles reference for you. Uh, Is that what that was? I thought it was the Monkees. <laughs> no, the Beatles. I don't know if you've ever heard of that band before. Uh, they were kind of popular. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yes, yes, of course. And everybody should check out our uh, episode back on the old Beef Up for our top 10 uh, Beatles songs that we did with Will Dennison way back in the day. But uh, Will Dennison, back, thank, uh, thank you for being back on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Please remind everybody out there a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Will Dennison. I'm an attorney. I live about 60 miles northwest of Chicago. There you go. Fantastic. Short and to the point. And in the other corner, ain't no rules, ain't no vow. We can do it anyhow. I and I will see you through because every day we pay the price, we're living the sacrifice. It's jamming Janelle Alstead Matson. We jamming. We know we like jamming too. And we like you, Janelle. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, people have heard your name uh, many times because you have written many questions, but uh, not in this one. We are not getting any fair, (laughs) giving you any unfair advantages, but please let everybody out there know a little bit about you. Yeah, um, my name is Janelle Alvstead Matson. I live in Ithaca, New York, where I work for a small nonprofit and uh, help raise money for a historic park in town. And uh, I have a husband who works at Cornell and two kids and some loud animals that hopefully we won't hear during this podcast. Okay. Little dogs. Perfect. Little dogs are always the loudest. I don't mean to interject, but can I note for the record, that's the other Cornell. Oh, yeah. That is the other Cornell. Will went to Cornell, the the older, the first Cornell. That's right. When I was uh, when I was in undergrad at Cornell College in Iowa, where my wife went and where my oldest child uh, currently goes, uh-huh. Cornell University sent us a letter that uh, to cease and desist use of the name Cornell, and I actually drafted the response letter, uh, wherein we stated, "Well, we were founded eight years prior to you. Perhaps you should cease and desist." <laughs> Woo. Love it. I'm Love sure that it. went over really well. Yes. Then we got no response. <laughs> well. Well, you certainly don't need to litigate against our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. 
In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomised from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Our rules are always perfectly written. They're they're <laughs> wow. absolutely there. I don't know. That was a terrible transition, but that's how that's how we do it here. All right. So, as you all heard, I referenced a Beatles song for Will. I referenced a Bob Marley song for Janelle, and so those are like two of the greatest musical artists of our generation. So to go with another great musical group of our generation, I want to know what is your favorite Nickelback song. Well, I will answer first because one time when I was on Throwback Trivia Takedown, I learned the name of one Nickelback song, and I do not have a second one since then. <laughs> so I will say, I think it's called Photograph. Uh, Something about a red hat and making me laugh. Yeah. Look at this yeah. photograph. My favorite one, no doubt. Okay. Well, that's great because that is the only one I can think of also. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I went first. <laughs> yep. Will got that first. Janelle, do you have any other answer? What you got? Uh, well, I, I kind of like the uh, version of that song that's used in the meme where they have a graph and they say, look at this graph. So um, yeah, that's a little bit better. You're going with the remix. <laughs> and it's only like two seconds long. Oh, okay. All right. Look at this photograph or look at this graph as a meme. I would have gone with Hero uh, from uh, the uh, Spider-Man. I think it was Spider-Man 2 soundtrack or maybe Spider-Man. I can't remember which one. Uh, that was been probably been my favorite Nickelback song. But uh, I do love the meme, but it's not officially a song. So I got to go with Will who said an actual official uh, Nickelback song. So Will, that means you I get to pick first. <laughs> I actually saw Nickelback in concert once. He uh, they opened for fifty cent. That was a cheap concert; only cost forty five cents to get in. Oh God, awful, awful. <laughs> See, it's fifty oh, cents, boy. but you got a nickel yeah. back. Yeah, I get it. It's a forty five cents. Yeah, it's there. It's there. The comedy is there. Will <laughs> always, always. That's what I bring to the table. That's it. It's not the trivia chops. No. All right. What uh, category would you like to start things off in? Well, I know absolutely nothing about our. Um, other guest today, other than the fact that she resides in uh, the town of the other Cornell. So I'll just go mm -hmm. with some of my strengths and I'll say sports. Okay. And we're going to start off in the 2000s. In 2001, what NHL Pacific Division team unveiled their new mascot, an anthropomorphic orca with the name of Finn? Uh, I had no idea that it had a name. Uh, but if it's an orca, it's got to be the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks is correct. Glad you got that one, because. <laughs> well, then I wish you had uh, gotten it. <laughs> it would have been even yeah, better. Yeah, they steal. <laughs> All right, Janelle, what category would you like? Um, Let's see. Let's, let's go Toys and Games to start us off. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Issued in 1954 by Ideal Toy Corporation as the world's first plastic toy mechanical man, what alliterative toy would talk, light up his head, or light up his eyes and head, swing his arms, and is driven everywhere uh, through a hand-cranked remote control? Wow. Um, so that's 54. 
54. I have no idea. I'm going to just say something and hope it works. How about Machine Man? Machine Man is incorrect, but a good guess. Will, can you steal? Can you reread it just in case I missed a clue? Of course. Issued in 1954 by Ideal Toy Corporation as the world's first plastic toy mechanical man, what what alliterative toy would talk, light up his eyes and head, swing his arms, and is driven everywhere through a hand-cranked remote control? Well, I am very glad I asked you to rewrite it because to reread it because I was ready to say mechanical man, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that is not the answer. Um, <laughs> no. My question is whether it's man at all, since you wrote that in the question. I feel like it probably is. I'll say Mega Man. A Mega Man is also incorrect. Uh, no, it is uh, much more of a well. It's a. It's, it's not really a cyborg or whatever. Whatever. It's a. It's a Robert the Robot is what it was named. Oh. Robert the Robot, Never but they build it as him. the world's first toy mechanical man. Yeah. Are you sure? You might, I, you might have seen it. I believe that's a French company. I believe it's Robert. Robert, Robert the Robot. All right. No points awarded. We are back to Will. Uh, how about Literature? Yeah, Literature coming at you. From the 70s. Okay. That was John being mad at me. He's not. Seventies is a great decade. We're saying literature. Oh yes. Or is he? Has he actually flown the white flag? Has he given up on that? He has. I think John's realized it's the superior way to say the word. Never. Never. (laughs) It's not superior, but it is unique, and it's something that your podcast has that nothing else does. I like it. I will take it. All right. What character was created by Jack Kirby and debuted in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number 134 in December 1970? Tyrannical ruler of the planet Apocalypse, his ultimate goal is to find and gain control over the anti-life equation to enslave the multiverse by eliminating all hope and free will in sentient beings. Um, I'm going to guess you didn't hear me. I said literature. Uh, yeah, there are words in the, these comic books. Sir. Oh, is that is that it? That, that's what makes literature the, the existence yep. of words on this show. That's pretty much all you yeah. need. All right. Well, the next question is going to be about John's uh, bottle of water. There, it's got words yeah. right on the label. It's got yeah, you gotta read them. Um, I, man, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say uh, Thanos. Thanos is incorrect. Janelle, can you steal? I uh, probably can't, but I'm going to give it a guess. Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom is also incorrect. Good guesses, actually, from both sides. And, Will, I will say Thanos was also created by Jack Kirby. Um, It is actually kind of a ripoff of this character. Thanos was not created. No, no, that was... No, that was Jim Starlin. Yes. Sorry, that was Jim Starlin. But he is kind of a ripoff of this character. Um, John, you can tell everybody who this is. I believe this is Darkseid. This is Darkseid. I'm not Dark sure Side. I've ever heard of that. Is he from the moon? He's no. <laughs> no. No, he's from Apocalypse. I already told oh. you that. Uh, I just heard of Darkseid of the moon. I thought maybe yes. that was a guy I didn't know about. No. <laughs> yep. All right, Janelle, where would you like to go? Uh, let's go TV. And your decade is the 2000s. 
What 2001 critically acclaimed miniseries featured a cast that included a future hamburger entrepreneur, an actor known for his character's fury against an office printer, and a two-time Best Actor Oscar winner? Can you read it one more time? Mm-hmm. What 2001 critically acclaimed miniseries featured a cast that included a future hamburger entrepreneur, an actor known for his character's fury against an office printer, and two time and a two-time Best Actor Oscar winner. Just trying to think of something that was a 2001 miniseries and hope that it might fall through, but I am coming up blank. I got nothing. All right, moving over to Will. Well, I also have nothing. Oh my gosh, 2001 miniseries. I feel like they redid one of them, and I can't remember which one they redid. I can't even remember if I'm thinking of the right name. Is it V? I'll say V. V is a classic miniseries that they redid, but it is not this miniseries. Now, this was uh, the, the different actors that I was talking about. The hamburger entrepreneur is uh, was Donnie Wahlberg. The oh. actor known for Fury Against an Office Printer was Ron Livingston, who was in right. Office Space. Yeah. And the two-time Best As- best Actor Oscar winner is Tom Hanks, because he had a cameo as a British officer in the miniseries Band of Brothers. Oh, that was that long ago. Oh, it didn't even occur Band to me of- that wow. Band of Brothers was a miniseries. Yes. Okay, yeah, I should have gotten that. I, I knew two of those references, and... I just couldn't put two and two together gotcha. to get to a mini to get yeah. Fair. Wow. That's on me. All right. I didn't know the hamburger uh, clue. I, I, I was not there with you that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we are back to Will. What category would you like? Uh, let's go with uh, movies. Okay. And your decade is the nineties. Right. In 1999, Jar Jar Binks was one of the worst things to be introduced into the Star Wars universe. He's also recognized as the first supporting character created using CGI. What actor voiced and motion captured Jar Jar? Wow. If it's someone I've heard of, I didn't know this. And if it's someone I've never heard of, it's going to be unlikely that I ever pull it. Um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is incorrect. I figured maybe with the uh, drunken kung fu going on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love Legend of Drunken Master. Uh, Janelle, you guys can, are do you know this one? Even though today. I saw you, I is... saw you mouth. Oh my god! When I read this one, yeah, she was saying <laughs> how easy, how easy. <laughs> oh man, this is why I write questions so that people can have questions that are actually answerable oh <laughs> come on come on this is, this is just kind of dark in here did someone throw shade <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of shade uh, um i know i've heard it but i have i cannot pull it at all um i don't even have a guess yeah i don't even have a guess guys sorry I just came uh, up with a much better guess, and I'm hmm. quite confident it's also wrong, but maybe they were trying to save money. Was it Ray Park? Uh, hey, I mean, that that's a guess. He is a actor who, uh, who played in The Phantom Menace as well. Uh, no, there was a hint in there. I didn't really emphasize it as much as I probably should have. He was one of the worst things to be introduced uh, because the actor is uh, Ahmed Best. Ahmed oh. Best. So... 
And he actually uh, got got to, uh, to play an actual Jedi um, as himself, basically, as a human in uh, The Mandalorian uh, not too long ago. So he kind of was got redeemed a little bit in the uh, in the universe. So, All right. No points awarded, Janelle. We are back to you, and you can choose between music, news, and politics, fashion, slang, or food. Let's do fashion. Okay. That is also from the 90s. What chain of beauty stores first opened in the Chicago area in 1990? They have a variety of cosmetic products, and each store also has a salon. As of 2023, there are over 1,300 stores across all 50 states. I think that is Ulta. Ulta, or Ulta Beauty, and uh, other kind of varieties. Yes, Ulta Salon, it is Ulta. Well done. All right, getting some points. And Will, we're back to you. Uh, music. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Uh-oh. Yeah, scary. Also scary because you're going to take a trip, sir. A trip to the Throwback Lounge for your 2000s music question. And so I need you to name the artist who performed this 2000 Billboard number 3 hit with the following lyrics. She had dumps like a truck, thighs like what? Baby, move your butt. Oh, I think I'll sing it again. Hey! Oh, this is hurtful because I know this song. I I knew it immediately, and I don't know. Uh, I had no idea who sings it. I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to give away clues, but I have a hard time not hearing it in a German accent, thanks to a uh, popular movie that came out a few years ago. Um, Ben's going to hate me that I don't know this. Usher. I know that's wrong. Usher is incorrect. Janelle, can you steal? I am not sure. Usher was on my list of options, so I'm glad. Oh, that, you have uh, a bad list there. <laughs> uh, I, it's be, it's it's sad because it's just not quite in my wheelhouse. Um, but I'm gonna guess Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent is incorrect. Yeah. I'm gonna throw this yeah, over you didn't to play you. that at the concert. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to my brother. Yeah, this song was huge when I first. When I first went to college, uh, this is Cisco. Cisco, yes, yeah. the thong song, that thong, the thong, thong, thong. Yeah, I knew the yes. song. I didn't know the artist. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. I Cisco. should have known that. I did know Cisco. Did the. <sighs> yep. <laughs> All right, Janelle, we're back to you. And news and politics, slang and food are your options. Let's do slang. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Modern kids might say on fleek, but in the 80s, the youth decided on what word for something super cool. Ferris Bueller used it to describe the famous Ferrari in the film. Can you both say it one more time? I can. Modern kids might say on fleek, but in the 80s, the youth decided on what word for something super cool. Ferris Bueller used it to describe the famous Ferrari in that film. Pull it. I think it was too early for sweet, but I'm going to guess sweet. 
Sweet is incorrect. Will, can you steal? I love driving it. It is so choice. I highly recommend picking one up. Choice. Choice. Choice is correct. Good steal, Will. And you get a pick for yourself for your last category of the round, either news and politics or food. Uh, I'll go with news. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. I was alive for three of them. There you go. The NASDAQ is an American stock exchange based in New York City. It is the most active stock trading venue in the U.S. by volume, and it was founded in 1971. What does NASDAQ stand for? I didn't know it stood for anything. Uh, I, I don't know if it's six words or three words or two words. Um, I mean, it could be something awesome like... Uh, I can't even think of a word that starts NAS now. But I, I like the DAC being daiquiri. <laughs> um, nasty daiquiris. I mean, that's a good one. That's what I would name it. Uh, North American Stock Data Assist Quotient. How about that? Uh, North but American. Ask me to repeat it because I can't. <laughs> I can't even remember because it's incorrect. Uh, Is it really? Janelle... That's a shocker. <laughs> Janelle, can you steal? I have North American stock, and uh, and the rest is... Daiquiri. 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 <laughs> could use one of those. Uh, nope. I do not know. Sorry, guys. No worries. All right. So, yes, it is an acronym, and it stands for the National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotations. Oh, wow. We were both way off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was tough, closer huh? than you are. I came up with six words. <laughs> yes. It was quite tough. Quite tough. All right, Janelle, we are going to end round one with you, and your decade is going to be food. Okay. Yeah, it's a great decade. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> your category will be food. <laughs> Uh, your decade is the 90s. There we go. Created to coincide with the release of the film Small Soldiers in 1998, Burger King released what cheeseburger topped with bullseye brand barbecue sauce and onion rings? I believe that's the Rodeo Burger. That is the Rodeo Burger. Well done and sounds delicious. And that is the end of round one. John, how are things looking? All right, well, we got a barn burner here. It is all tied up 20 to 20. Hey, very evenly matched. It's not about the points. It's about the competition, and this is good competition. Wow. And do do my, not think we'll be hitting the 200 club today. <laughs> uh, the chances are pretty slim, I will say, but you never know what's going to happen in round two. All right, as uh, Will started off round one, that means, Janelle, you're going to be picking for Will to start off round two. All right. Uh, let's give Will fashion. Oh, there you go. I mean, that shirt, though, is pretty pretty awesome. All right. You see the blue pineapples? Yeah. Oh, they're they upside down. Yeah, nice. They're, they're not upside down. Okay. Actually, one of them is. Yeah, a One of them is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, your decade is the 2000s. Okay. 
BBC is an American fashion label based in New York City, founded by Pharrell Williams and fashion designer Nigo in 2003. I guess I didn't realize how rich they were. What does BBC stand for? I mean, it stands for British Broadcasting Corporation, I think. But I'm going to guess that's not the correct answer to this question. BBC. How about the Billionaire Boys Club? Billionaire Boys Club is correct. Wow. <laughs> Good poll. That was not a poll. That was a uh, <laughs> throw a line out for a few days and see if uh, something that bites on it. There you go. Well, I'll help you. Yeah, you got there. Well done. And what category do you want to give to Janelle? Uh, I suppose I will give her food. Okay. That's also from the 2000. All right. Okay. I'll be your state fruit of Idaho that was named as such in the year 2000 and featured in a famous quote from the 1993 uh, movie Tombstone. Can you read that again? I'll be your state fruit of Idaho that was named as such in the year 2000 and featured in a famous quote from the 1993 movie Tombstone. So we're looking for the state fruit of Idaho. Hmm. Interesting. And in Tombstone, which I'm familiar with, but it's been a long time. I'll be your... I'll be your... How about... Let's go real random. Let's be like, uh, I'll be your Huckleberry. That was random? <laughs> I, was, I mean, you had that in there somewhere because Huckleberry is, right? is correct. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well done. I think uh, Will was, you were itching to pounce. I could tell you were ready for that one. All right. Janelle, well, good my, job. My first thought was uh, potato. Uh, and I know it's not a fruit, but I'm like, that'd be funny if they did that. that, that then, then, yeah, the hit was so strong. So, all right, Janelle, what do you want to give back to Will? Um, Let's see. I feel like he chose news last. So, well, let's see. Yeah, let's give him news. And we finally have a 60s question. Okay. Couldn't be music. <laughs> Couldn't be music. On February 21st, 1965, who was assassinated in Manhattan's Audubon Ballroom while addressing the Organization of African Unity? He was shot in the chest by a sawed-off shotgun and by semi-automatic handguns by extremists from the Nation of Islam. I really, really, really should know this. And I have three answers, and I like them for different reasons. And I'm somewhat ashamed that I don't have a definitive answer between the three. You said 1965, right? Yes, that is what I said. I'm going to say Malcolm X. Malcolm X is correct. Wow. All right. Good job. Great, like my other two choices, and I honestly didn't know, and I feel bad that I didn't know. The other two choices I was debating between were Martin Luther King Jr. and Bobby Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, good job. Good job pulling the right one. And what category do you want to give to Janelle? Uh, slang. Okay. My strategy is very complex. I literally just pick the ones <laughs> that she avoids. The voice, yeah, there you go. Like Your decade slang. is the 90s. 90s slang. Okay. 
In January 1996, a nine-year-old girl was abducted while riding her bike in Arlington, Texas. Two days later, she was found dead. What was this girl's first name, which serves as a backronym for a broadcast emergency response? We just need her first name? Yep, I just need her first name. Amber. Amber. Yes, Amber Renee uh, Hagerman or Hagerman. Uh, yes, I think I think I, personally I wrote that one because I wasn't sure if people thought it was like an like a color. It was referred to a color, but it re, uh, it referred to the young lady Amber, whose name was Amber. That's where we get the Amber Alerts. Exactly. Okay. Well done, and we uh, need to know what category Will is going to try to answer in. Okay. Um, let's give Will music. You got your wish, Will. It's the 60s. All right. Do it, Ron. Do it, do it, do it, Spies. Yeah. Which Spies? This Spies? All right. Well, this Spies is going to talk about Kick Out the Jams is the debut album by what American proto-punk band? The band's name comes from their Detroit roots and the number of people in the group. One more time. Kick Out the Jams is kick. the debut album. Are you saying Kick? Kick? K-I-C-K? K-I-C-K? K-I-C-K, Kick Out the Jams, is the debut album by what American proto-punk band? The album's name comes from their Detroit roots and the number of people in the group. The album's name or the group's name? Kick Out the Jams is the debut album by what proto-punk band? Right, and then what did you say after that? The band's name the band's comes name. from okay. their... I thought you said comes the album's their, name. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. I have literally no idea if I've heard of this band. I and and maybe I have. Uh, I'm not pulling it at all. I can't think of anything that is a combination of something for Detroit combined with a number. I would assume the number is somewhere between two and eight. What what things do I know that go with Detroit? Bad pizza, uh, cheating basketball players. Um, what else is Detroit known for? Burning police cars, right? They have. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Detroit. In case uh, that was <laughs> sure. I grew up. Uh, well, you are. You, you are a Bears fan. Yeah. Well, and a, and a and a Bulls fan in the '90s. And, uh, uh, yeah, sure. The Pistons were uh, arch rivals of the Bulls in that time frame. Um, I'm just gonna say, uh, Motor Four. Motor Four is incorrect janelle can you steal my best guess that i've been coming up with while will uh works with us is um was very similar actually it was motown six motown six is incorrect but you both were pretty close really? and i think john can take us home First of all, well, Detroit pizza is fantastic, I, and I will I not actually, hear any, I will not hear any slander against it. I agree with you; it is very good. I was just ribbing on Detroit. Uh, sure, uh, any pizza with the sauce on top is bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing that out there as well. Um, you are correct in that it, Motor City played into the uh, thing, and the only reason I know about this band's name is because the President of the United States of America covered the song on the debut album, and they actually credited the band on the track listing. It is MC5. Yes, oh. which which uh, kind of was a thing for Motor City Five, the MC Five. That's correct. Wow. That, yeah, I was closer than I should have been, having literally never heard of that. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Will, you got to pick for Janelle. Well, now we're to the uh, point where we just pick the things that we hope we don't get. 
Mm-hmm. And I like all the categories left, so I'm feeling decent. I'll just give her twice then. Okay. And your take a hit is the 2000s. Wow. All right. What handheld life simulation game was released in 2005 by Mattel that was aimed at young children? The game was set in a plastic dollhouse and was similar to Tamagotchi and centered around interacting with a digital girl and doing activities with her. That sounds vaguely criminal. <laughs> no, not like that, Will. Uh, I was going to guess Tamagotchi, but uh, that's not right. Huh. Um, will you read it one more time? Of course. What handheld life simulation game was released in 2005 by Mattel that was aimed at young children? The game was set in a plastic dollhouse and was similar to Tamagotchi and centered around interacting with a digital girl and doing activities with her. Um, I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Pocket is incorrect. Will, can you steal? Uh, absolutely not. Um, the reason I laughed is not because it's a bad answer. It's because I wrote down, I don't have any idea. Polly Pocket, I guess, will be my answer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. Digigirl. Digigirl is another good guess, but incorrect. Uh, now, this one, I really hadn't seen much, but yeah, it uh, has a good name. It was called... Pixel chicks. Pixel chicks. That's close. Yeah. All right. Janelle, you have got to pick for Will, and you can give him either movies, TV, sports, or literature. Oh, AKA give literature. him sports. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. Ew. All right. On February 14th, 1951, Sugar Ray Robinson defeated what Raging Bull by TKO for the Middleweight Boxing Championship? I don't know the answer to this, and I didn't know it was based on a true story, but on the off chance it was, I'll say LaMotta. LaMotta is correct. I had no idea that was a real guy. None. Zero. Jake LaMotta from the movie Raging Bull. His uh, boxing nickname was either Raging Bull or the Bronx Bull. He went by both, and he was a real-life boxer. Absolutely. All right, well done, Thank you for the movie's question. I appreciate that. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) And what category do you want to give to Janelle? Um, I'm going to hope that she gets stuck with the comic book question and give her a literature. Sure. (laughs) Literature coming at you. Dice are loving the 2000s today. Wow, okay. A Painted House is a 2001 novel by what author? Which is his first major work in the non-legal fiction. The story is told through the eyes of seven-year-old Luke Chandler, the youngest in a family of cotton farmers struggling to harvest their crops and earn enough to settle their debts. I read this book uh, a long time ago. I cannot for sure remember, but I think it might be John Grisham. John Grisham is correct. Yeah. Well done. I wrote down Tarot just in case I needed a second one, but I'm like, it's Grisham. (laughs) It's Grisham. It is John Grisham. All right. Janelle, you can give uh, Will either movies or TV or kind of decide what you want to pick Um, for yourself for the last one. 
Let's give him movies. Okay. He does like his movies questions. <laughs> well, dice are also loving the 50s today. Okay. 1955's Marty won the Oscar for Best Picture. What eventual McHale's Navy and Airwolf star also won the Best Actor Award in that film? Or for that film. Did you say Marnie? M-A-R-N-I-E? Marty. Marty. Uh, like Marty McFly, kind of. Just the first name. Got it. Future Airwolf star and McHale's Navy star. I know you guys like that Airwolf. That's the thing with the the helicopter and the song that you get excited for. It's a great song. I don't know <laughs> Mikhail's Navy at all. I don't know who's an Airwolf. And this person, you said, won the Academy Award for Best Actor? Yeah, because of the movie Marty. Yes. So he went from an Academy Award winning actor to two different TV shows after that. That's bizarre. Oh, I know this. Johnson. Johnson is incorrect. Oh, I was wrong. Uh, you're so close. Uh, Janelle, can you steal? It's a little scary The uh, how much Will and I have in common because it's like... <laughs> I was, I was, I was at the point where I'm like, I'm just gonna guess a random last name and hope that it's right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I, I, I feel like I should know, but I really don't. We've got some hard questions this week. Uh, I'm gonna go with Smith. Smith. Is also incorrect. John, school him with some Airwolf knowledge. Yeah, the only person from Airwolf I could possibly conceive of ever having won an Academy Award uh, is Ernest Borgnine. Ooh. Ernest Borgnine wow. is correct. Yeah, you weren't going to get there with a lucky guess, no. I don't think, on that one. <laughs> Who's pulling out the old lucky Borgnine? Uh, uh, and that's from, that's from what city combined with the number of people in the yes. <laughs> Yeah, the bull, the Borg uh, is oh, combined yeah. with the yeah the, the Star Trek villains. Uh, all right, Janelle, you're going to finish things off with TV, and it will be in the '60s. Okay, we're going straight to what CBS show that aired from 1965 to 1969? It incorporated classic Western elements with an espionage thriller, science fiction ideas, and humor. All right, say that one more time. We're going straight to what CBS show that aired from 1965 to 1969. It incorporated classic Western elements with an espionage thriller, science fiction ideas, and humor. Hmm. I feel like straight is uh, a clue there, but gosh. I mean, humor and sci-fi and things kind of reminds me of Twilight Zone, but um Western. No 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 will be no let's see. I feel like I should know this and I don't. Um I'm just gonna guess the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone is incorrect. Will can you steal? Um, almost certainly not. Um, but you give me the time frame, you give me Western, you give me espionage, you give me sci-fi, you give me humor. 
if this is the right answer, I don't really understand how the clue gets us there. So it's probably wrong, but I'm going to say Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, no, you don't want nada, none of this, six gun in this, brother this, Buffalo Soldier, look, it's like I told you, we're going straight to oh, the okay. Wild Wild West. Got it. That's the, that's the Will Smith that's song. That's a great clue. It's so good that I didn't catch, I'm like, that's obviously the clue, yep. and I don't know how it connects to it, but there you go. There you go. You did get that steal there. Well done. And that is going to end round two. John. What is our standings? All right. Well, with his lucky guess, Will pulled ahead. He's got 60. Janelle's got lucky. 50. Lucky. That was straight <laughs> skill, yo. Straight skill, yo. All right. You are coming what in. What was the score again? Sure. 60 to 50. Okay, that's what I thought. 60 to 50. Yep, yep. Will has a slight lead here. Uh, And Will, as you are in the lead, what category do you want to go into first for our final round? Well, I can tell uh, based on her uh, choices today, she is a huge sports nut. So I I don't Mm want to throw right into her wheelhouse, but we'll go with sports. Mm -hmm. Sure. Good times, good times. Also also known as I'm ahead. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. The uh, decade will be the 70s. Okay. And Janelle, what category is going to be joining sports? Well, you know, just for that, <laughs> it kind of makes me want to throw a curveball in here and uh, say, let's go literature. Oh, maybe a common question. <laughs> yes, she is. And it will be the 80s. The 80s. All right. Well, we need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 70s sports and 80s literature. This is the easiest wager in my life. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm all good. Okay. We are going to start off in our sports question, the 70s sports question. What MLB pitcher, nicknamed the Bionic Man, played for 26 seasons and seven different teams, though he's probably most remembered as being the first pitcher to have ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction surgery. Yeah, reconstruction surgery. And our 80s literature question. What 1985 novel was written in Spanish by Colombian Nobel Prize winning author Gabriel Garcia Marquez? It's about a relationship triangle, and its theme suggests that lovesickness is a terrible is as terrible as a real plague. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want to remind everybody out there, go check out BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcasting needs. Can you reread the 70s question, the sports question? I can. What MLB pitcher nicknamed the Bionic Man Played for 26 seasons and seven different teams, though he's probably most remembered as being the first pitcher to have ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction surgery. All right, I'm locked in for both. Okay. I'm not at all. Okay, take your time. Do you need uh, the other question? Yeah, can you read the second question again? Sure. What 1985 novel was written in Spanish by Colombian Nobel Prize winning author Gabriel Garcia Marquez? It's about a relationship triangle, and its theme suggests that lovesickness is as terrible as a real plague. 
Look at this graph. Sorry. It is good. (laughs) Every time you say that, it makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're killing me today. Um, I was wrong on my wager. (laughs) I'm I. That's about the best I can do. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Brimming with confidence as Janelle, you are behind. I want to hear your your answers first for your 70s sports and the 80s literature. Oh, this is killing me, man. This is (laughs) Um, sports. I have no idea. I know about two pitchers total. And um, I don't even know if this guy's a pitcher, but I figure as a born and bred Minnesotan, I should probably say a Minnesota twin. So um, I said Killebrew. And uh, for the... I'm going to have first name Harmon, just so you know. So you yeah, can well, add I that. Oh, I know Harmon Killebrew. And you can sound yeah. smart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I know that. I, I know a whole bunch of twins. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And... Um, for the novel, I have no idea whatsoever, and uh, I cannot remember anything from high school Spanish. So uh, I went a little French and said, Menage a trois death. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Will, what were your two answers for our 70s sports and our 80s literature question? For the 70s sports question, um, I didn't know this one for sure. I never heard of the bionic man. But I do believe the first person to have Tommy John surgery, coincidentally, was named Tommy John. So that's what I went with. Uh, For the 80s literature question, I believe that is Love in the Time of Cholera. And the two correct answers. Tommy John surgery was named after the baseball pitcher Tommy John, who was nicknamed the Bionic Man, played for 26 seasons. And the 1985 novel by Gabriel Garcia Marquez is Love in the Time of Cholera. I, I wrote down 100 Years of Solitude halfway through the question. I had to scratch it out and rewrite it. Like, it oh, that's not where he's going. All right. So Will did get both of the questions correct, and Janelle did miss the question. So we kind of already know what happens, but we need to know the final wager. Janelle, what did you wager? I went with 21. Okay. And Will, what did you wager? I'm sorry. What was my score going into that? 60. Oh, then you know I bet a nice <laughs> nine. <laughs> Yes, John, what is our final score? With a final score of 69 giggity to 29, Will is the winner today. Yay. Woo! Good game. Very hard fought, very evenly matched. That was a very good game. Some tough questions. Very tough. But I hope the two of you had some fun coming on and hope you enjoyed yourself. So, uh, Will, as you were the winner, you will get to part with the final words. Janelle, so that means you get to start things off. Curse. Tommy John and his baseball pitching and his bad uh, ligaments or whatever you need to do. My brother's a sports writer. He's going to be so ashamed. (laughs) That's all right. But please, uh, now's your time to talk about anything you would like. Oh, um, oh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, And uh, I am on because I just became a patron and I think everybody should become a patron. So uh, talk about that. And uh, thanks to my family. My oldest is currently keeping the dogs quiet and, um, my trivia team that I do pretty regular trivia with and um, go out there and uh, support your local nonprofit. They are doing good stuff in your community. I work for a nonprofit that's working with a historic park in town and um, 
your community also has many nonprofits that are doing good work locally and um, be sure to uh, volunteer, give your dollars, anything that you can do to help these guys out. Thanks. There you go. Great advice. And uh, Will, how would you like to add to that? So uh, I want to give a quick shout out. First of all, Adam, John, you guys, uh, we've become, I think, very good friends in the last couple of years. Uh, some of my best friends in the world that I've literally never met. So that, you know, it's a different world these days. I have brought you a new fan to TTT that would never have heard of you but for me. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my favorite uncle in the entire world, my uncle Jordan. Uh, and Jordan is actually my eight-year-old niece. Uh, okay. <laughs> shout out to Uncle Jordan slash niece Jordan. Every time she sees me, she says, Uncle Will. And I say, Uncle Jordan. And she goes, ah, yeah. she gets mad. <laughs> I um, love it. She refers to TTT as, and I'm quoting, Uncle Will's show. Um, <laughs> wow. Which I find absurd, but hey, whatever. She's eight and she gets really excited when I'm on TTT. Jordan, I love you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this for the past half hour or so. Uh, and if anybody is looking for a place to send some extra money, number one, send it to the Spees. Uh, they work every single week trying to bring you guys entertainment. And obviously you listen, you laugh, you love it, you enjoy it. Throw them a few bucks. If you've got more than that to throw, uh, I would strongly suggest checking out the uh, Anne and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital. Uh, I was born with something called a bilateral cleft lip and palate. Um, I had to have 37 plastic and reconstructive surgeries growing up. Uh, it was a nightmare. Um, the vast majority of them were at the Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago, which is now the Lurie Children's Hospital, uh, which has also recently become affiliated with Northwestern, which is where I went to law school. So I am very, very partial to that charity. Uh, they do not turn anyone away for lack of funds, and they're doing uh, God's work that it needs to be done for the children. So if you've got... Five, ten, twenty, fifty dollars that you would like to do something positive with, send it to the Lurie Hospital. All right, fantastic uh, uh, parting words from both of you. Uh, so for Janelle, Will, and John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.